All right. Uh, here we go in the third part of Luke, the first chapter. Of course, it's 80 verses. Pretty tough to like do the whole thing in one time. We could do it, but it'd be hours. So we're taking it in four times to get the whole things in. And take our time. We're not in a big hurry anyway. Uh, so we're in it. We're starting in verse uh, 39, but I'm going to, I want to just back up and go into it because we'll start in 37 and then go into it. It says, then Gabriel quoted Genesis 18, 14 from the Septuagint. Every word of God is equal to his power, God's power and purpose to perform the word. So then Mary responded. Now she responds like Abraham. Zachariah responds like one of the people in the wilderness in the Old Testament. There's giants in the land. Can't be done. Then Mary responds, see, I am. I am the handmaiden of the Lord. I wish for it to be with me exactly according to this conversation. In other words, now think about it. What he said was totally impossible by human means. And with that, the messenger left. Now look what, look what her response is. And Mary arose and departed with urgent intention to the mountainous regions of Judea. She got up and took off to go see Elizabeth. Why? Because up there in verse 36, it says, Oh, let me tell you the good news about your aunt Elizabeth. She who is everyone, I love this, everyone calls barren. I mean, if that was a stigma and everyone calls barren, is now already six months pregnant with a son in her old age. And I mean, the, I mean, obviously the Holy Spirit's leading her to go there. He doesn't, he, Gabriel doesn't say go to Elizabeth now. He just makes a statement that this is going on. And what is her response to that? She hears what God says to her. Then as soon as Gabriel leaves, it says, Mary arose and departed with urgent intention to the mountainous region of Judea. She took off. It says, verse 40, she went directly to Zachariah's house and saluted Elizabeth, explanation point. Now, I don't know what kind of salutation she gave, like, hey, hey Elizabeth, this is me, Mary, or hey, Elizabeth. But she just, now think about this. She just saluted Elizabeth. Now, here she comes. She's just had about a word from God that she's going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. She's not married. And I would assume Elizabeth would know some of this because she's a relative. Because I would assume she'd be invited to the wedding. And we know over in Matthew that she was betrothed to be married to Joseph. And so she knows nothing. She doesn't know she's coming. She doesn't know she's pregnant. She's not showing. And she probably knows she's not married. She might know she's engaged. But look what she says. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in the womb. And listen. And the Holy Spirit flooded her being. The Holy Spirit flooded her being. Now, you know, when Paul talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, obviously he's searching the scriptures about the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. And now the Holy Spirit just infuses Elizabeth and she starts talking in the gifts of the Spirit because she's infused the Holy Spirit speaking through her. She knows nothing what's going on with Mary right now. Listen to what she says. Overwhelmed with joy, because that's what happens when you're fused with the Holy Spirit. You're overwhelmed with joy. And I was thinking about that today. You know, we're talking to somebody about fruit. You know, fruits of righteousness, fruits of the Spirit, are fruit, fruits of being a Christian. The fruit is joy, love, and peace. That's what it is. It's not morality. It's peace, love, joy. We've made it something different than it is. But he says... She's overwhelmed with joy because she's infused with the Holy Spirit. 
she declared, now listen to this, she knows nothing. So this is a spirit of God speaking, speaking sovereignly through, this is, these are the gifts of the spirit working in a female, a, a woman before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit was, it was poured out on all flesh. But listen, well spoken of and greatly celebrated are you. She doesn't even know she's pregnant. She's not walking around with a little mama pouch yet. She just found out she, the Holy Spirit was going to come upon her. We don't even know if it happened yet. It probably did. But she shows up unannounced. It's not like they had texting him. It was okay if I can come over? You guys busy this weekend? She shows up unannounced. And here's what, here's what she says about her. Well spoken of you. Of and greatly celebrated are you in every woman's conversation. And greatly celebrated is he. She knows it's a boy. Is the fruit of your womb. So she knows supernaturally that, that Elizabeth or that Mary is pregnant. And then it's a boy. And she says, greatly celebrated are you in every woman's conversation. Now I guarantee you, when she probably went home without being married, and she, her mother found out she was pregnant. Probably wasn't very celebrated for a while. And her all the other women started looking at her. And we know that you know Joseph took her. He was going to. In Matthew talks about he was going to. He found out she was pregnant, and he was going to put her aside. He was a righteous man. And he didn't want to embarrass her because he could have really embarrassed her. Look at over in the John the eighth chapter. They were going to stone a, a woman that was caught in adultery. And Jesus didn't say he didn't come against her. You don't have the right to stone her. He just said, you know. He was out sin, cast the first stone. So this wasn't looked upon positively. So right away, she probably wasn't the <laughs> celebrating every woman's conversation. I'm sure her mother said, how did this happen? And I'm sure if she said, oh, the Holy Spirit came upon me. And she's going, what? But, you know, we don't know. It's all speculation. But but the, the great thing is, is, look what she says. Well spoken of you and gent, gent, greatly celebrated are you in every woman's conversation, which Today, she is celebrated every woman's conversation. She is. And greatly celebrated is he, the fruit of your womb. Is he. She knows this. How does she know this? Because the Holy Spirit flooded her being. And you know what? Gabriel kind of baited her, didn't he? He says, hey, I've got good news. Your, your Elizabeth, your cousin, who is called Barrett, is with child. And he didn't have to say that, did he? He baits her. He doesn't tell her to go visit Elizabeth, but she gets up and heads on down there. Now listen to this. Verse 43. What could be behind all this? Whose idea is this? Well, we know it's who idea. This is God's idea. That I would be, and listen to what she says, that I would be so honored to have the mother of my Lord visit me. How would she know this? Be so honored to have the mother of my Lord. The fruit of your womb will be celebrated. He will be celebrated. He is what? The Lord, her Lord. Think about that. This is a Holy Spirit infusing her. She's speaking Holy Spirit words. Her spirit, the Holy Spirit just speaking sovereignly through her. As soon as I heard the sound of your joyful greeting, wow. So we know Mary had it. When she saluted Elizabeth, it was a joyful greeting. And the baby leapt with, within me with delight, which means a high degree of pleasure and enjoyment. She could tell the spirit, the baby just leaped for just pleasure. And 
and fulfillment. Oh, how supremely blessed is she who knew without a doubt that this fantastic thing, which was told to her by the Lord, would fully unfold. Be it unto me according to your will, according to your word. Think about that. Mary just, she, you know, Zechariah, the differences in the old, in the old covenant, Zechariah gets a word about his elderly wife getting pregnant. That's happened before. It wasn't the first time. And he doubts. She gets a word that's never happened before, but prophesied in Isaiah. And what does she do? She asks, well, that doesn't make sense. And he explains it. And she says, okay. Faith. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And who is the, who is the author and the perfecter of faith? God is. He gives us the faith. She just believes. Be, that's impossible. But go ahead. Be it done to me according to your will. Okay. Verse 46. Then Mary responds, I extol or highly praise the Lord with all my heart. I mean, she's being affected by the Spirit now, too. Watch what she says. My spirit also overflows with joy in God, my Savior. Think about Mary is actually birthing her own Savior. Wow. She says this. Then Mary responds, I extol, which means I highly praise the Lord with all my heart. My spirit overflows with joy overflowing with joy in God, my Savior. My Savior. And then she goes, 48, I am so aware of God's favorable gaze upon my life. I am so aware of God's favorable gaze upon my life. Now think about it. If she just was pondering this, wow, the, this was in plans a long time ago. If she knew anything about the Old Testament Bible, she knew in Isaiah the seventh chapter, a virgin would be with child. She was chosen, just like you are. But are you aware of God's favorable gaze upon your life? A gaze means a steady, intentional look. God is gazing upon you. She becomes aware because the angel gives her this good news. Whoa, I'm so aware of God's favorable gaze upon my life. Now listen, even though I am a handmaiden of no prominent social standing, in other words, I'm a nobody basically, but yet I'm so aware of God's grace, his favor. And it's no different for us in a sense. I mean, I know we're not birthing the Savior, but my point is his, gaze, his favorable gazes upon you, are you aware of it? You've pondered it. In John 15, 16, he says, you did not choose me. I chose you. Now, like Baxter Kruger says, the only thing we did to help out in our salvation is crucify the Lord Jesus. <laughs> That's it. That's all we've done. But now think about this. From now on, his favor will be endorsed in every birth. His favor will be endorsed in every birth. And his blessing will be evident for all generations to realize. Now, in other words, now think about it. When you have children, you're birthing sons and daughters of God. You're birthing sons and daughters of God. Do you think God wants lots of sons and daughters? I think so. Okay, the comment.
commentary right there. God's favor. God's favor is not. God's favor is not a reward for good behavior or social status. Say it. God's favor to me is not a reward for good behavior or social status. Christ in the nations is the mystery that was hidden from the ages and generations, but now is unveiled in what? The incarnation revelation. It's revealed in what? The incarnation revelation. Incarnation means in the flesh, God living in man. First God living in Jesus, and now God living in you. You, and I've been saying this over and over, even on this little trip we've been taking, I probably said it to everybody, but it's so in me that, you know, God is living in you. He's incarnate in you. And actually you are, and you've heard me say this before, you are his body. You individually and collectively are his body. Your flesh is actually his flesh. He is incarnate in you, living in you. Your flesh is his flesh. Your flesh is housing the living God. His favor will be endorsed in what? Every birth. Every birth. I formed you with various colors. Before, before you were even were born, I knew you. And I formed you in your mother's womb. Psalms 139. Think about that. Verse 49. He has done great things for me, she says. So she's like, think about this. She's whacked in the Holy Spirit. She's so filled with exuberant joy. He is indeed the mighty one, and his name is extravagant goodness. So next time, instead of saying they are Father, start off with extravagant goodness is your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm just teasing. Extravagant goodness. So in other versions, it says holy is your name, and he does the first uh, part of the commentary. says holy is your name, speaking Aramaic, because that was the spoken language of the time. It was not Hebrew. It was Aramaic. That's because of all the invasions. First, the, the Babylonians. That's where they got it. Mary most probably used the word chesed or chesedutha, which though we sometimes translate holy, the word is meaning is abundant goodness, exuberant kindness. Say his name is extravagant goodness. You know, isn't it funny if you go back and people write the names of God? It's always what God does. You know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jaffa, yeah, God, God, my protector, God, my banner, God, my healer, God, my provider, right? Even Jesus is defining what he does. He is what? Jehovah rescued. He rescued past tense. In God's mind, Christ was crucified when? From the foundations of the world. He is the Savior of the whole world. Anyway, 51. No, 50, sorry. The kindness of God in the gift of life from birth to birth is forever celebrated in awe. Every time we see a birth, wow. Which makes makes me think about Genesis. I believe it's 126. And this is mind blowing. People with a lot of religion just get a little bent out of shape about this, but I love it. It says, God, let us make man in our image and likeness. Then he made man and he blessed him, which means baruch him. And that word baruch is, means, that's, I think that's, Hebrew word means, if you look at the definition, it means God 
knelt down and did adoration to man. That's mind-blowing. That's what it means. In that context, blessed means he knelt down, did adoration. And my visual is, you know, you got you gals know, I mean, you had babies. I've been in lots of births, and there's lots of pain and all kinds. But when it's over, this baby that's done nothing but made you heavy and giving you nausea and came out with lots of pain, and you look and you go, oh, my God, look at this. You actually do adoration, like, wow. And that's how God sees you. Wow. You're a wow to God. Isn't that awesome? Verse 51. What he has accomplished in me already, even though she's not showing, maybe she's got some morning sickness, maybe she doesn't. But he says what he has accomplished in me, that's a faith statement, is to be the strength of his, is by the strength of his arm. And remember, she's saying, I'm a person of no social status. It shouldn't be me. It should have been a queen. It should have been, you know, one of David's first offspring or something, somebody that deserved it. But she's saying, I didn't deserve it. And I'm aware of his gaze, even though I'm aware of his beautiful gaze upon me. Wow. He's always had his eye on me, even when I didn't know it. What he has accomplished in the past, past tense, that's faith mode because it hasn't happened yet, is by the strength of his arm. Alyssa, he confused the religious philosophies of those who boasted in their puffed up homemade self-righteousness. What's self-righteousness? Trying to be something you're not. Setting up a standard and trying to do the standard and look, and look at me what I did. Our righteousness in the gospel is by faith. I am righteous by faith. I used to say this all the time. I used to preach. The first thing I would say is you're righteous by faith. You can't improve on that. It's the faith of what God believes to be true about you. God believes something. I believe something different. I'm wrong. It's when I decide to believe what God believes. God's always right. And he believes good things about you, by the way. So in 52, in the this rescuing act of God, remember it says, remember Jesus is, Jesus' name is Yahweh rescued. In this rescue, so her son's going to be called, or is called Yahweh rescued. So every time someone addressed him, just like Abraham, oh, the father of many of uh, the multitudes, but even though he had no children. So every time Jesus was addressed, he was addressed as, oh, Yahweh rescued, past tense. He rescued. That's his name. In this rescuing act of God, which is Jesus' name, he dethroned the ruling dynasties of the performance-based religious mindsets and elevated the downtrodden on high. Isn't it amazing? Like Godfrey's got that song. See who he hangs out with. He even hangs out with me. You know, look at the people that he raised up the tax collectors, the fishermen, the lowly, and all the religious people got left behind. The first became last, and the last became first. I love this. He feasted the famished with choice gifts and dismissed the rich empty-handed. Now, do you think God wants to dismiss the rich empty-handed? No. In the performance religious thing in the Old Testament, we think we get because we do some things. Karma. If I do good, then God blesses me. 
in the faith thing, I get because I believe. And people get all upset about that. Well, my what happens, the more I, I believe and I believe God, I'm in this face-to-face -face relationship, my desires change. I want him. I want relationship. And I'm getting joy and I'm getting pleasure in this relationship, which makes me not want to do some of the things that they, people call the sin behaviors. But anyway, it was kind of, maybe I'll read this really quick. I just wrote it down. John 9. It says, remember the guy that was in John 9 when he says, uh, sees the blind man and the disciples asked why he was born blind and was it his father's sin or his sin? It says neither. He just said the glory of God could be displayed in him. And then he heals them. Remember, he spits in the mud. And then he goes to the part of the Pharisees, and they're all upset because he, you know, he got, I don't know what he was doing, but I don't know if he was carrying his mat or something. But anyway, and he had his parents come in there. <laughs> they didn't want to get thrown out of the temple. So afterwards, he he gets thrown out of the temple, which nobody wanted to, by the Pharisees. And just the last couple of verses in 35 and 41, because it applies to this. He feasted the family through choice and dismissed the rich empty-handed. He dethroned, uh, dethroned the ruling dynasties. And he says here, where is it, 35, 9.35? So Jesus heard that they had put him out. Of, you can read the rest of it. So they threw him out of the temple. Jesus heard they had put him out. And, and meeting him, he said, do you believe and adhere to the Son of God? He answered, who is he, sir? Tell me that I may believe and adhere to him. Jesus said, you have seen him. He is talking to you right now. He called out. Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Then Jesus said, I came into the world for judgment as a separator to make the sightless see and to make those who see become blind. Now listen to this. Some of the Pharisees who were near hearing this remark and said to him, are we also blind? And Jesus said to him, if you were blind, you would have no sin, but because you have now claimed to have sight, your sin remains. In other words, you're blind because of what you think. And that's what he's talking about there. Does he want the Pharisees to be blind? Nope, he doesn't. But we get into self-righteousness and all the accolades of what we've done to deserve. Okay, 54. With his mind, this is still, you know, think about it. She's basically prophesying. Filled with the Spirit, Mary is. With his mind, inseparably focused on his mercy. Think about that. God is, was focused, is focused on his mercy. He is merciful. He embraced his child Israel to himself in a mere association. All right. 55. Just as he had spoken face to face to our fathers, to Abraham and to, and to his seed, concluding in this age, seed is one, which is the, which is the promise, which is Christ. Concluding in this age, this time it's concluded. All the prophecies are coming together right now in this in this age, which probably means this time from Jesus' birth on to when he passed away in that kind of generation. All those prophecies were being fulfilled, and and people are sitting around reading the Old Testament, thinking all these some of these prophecies are going to be fulfilled in the future. Come on, people! Jesus said these scriptures speak of me. He fulfills the prophecies, and Mary returned with Elizabeth for all, uh, and Mary re remained with Elizabeth for almost three months, and then returned home. Then Elizabeth's time to give birth was due, and she had a son. And her neighbors and relatives celebrated with her when they learned how magnificently the Lord had magnified His mercy in her. 